You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation, and welcome to yet another episode of The World in My Eyes, where I get the opportunity to share what all the crazy voices in my head are saying on a regular basis with you. And we've spent such a great deal of time getting so very intimate with each other. But in case you're new, I am the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva naughty Nicole Delacroix. Now, before we get started with today's episode, I do want to remind each and every one of you little naughty listeners out there that if you're searching for some naughtiness on the internet, then make sure that you visit our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys, because if you're in the market for an adult toy, or if you just need help getting that perfect adult toy, then head on over to Adam and Eve Toys, because by being a renegade listener, they're going to give you one hell of a deal. You cannot pass it up. Use special code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-6-9, and they're going to give you 50% off of one very special item. But that's not all. They're also going to throw in a little free shipping and three choice adult movies to get you inspired. And a very special Renegade-only listener gift. And I can tell you this, the folks over at Adam and Eve Toys really do know how to treat you right. So make sure you head on over there today and pick up something extra naughty just for you. Also, don't forget, the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing each and every day. We've got a brand new website that makes it so much easier to find all of your favorites. So make sure you've got it bookmarked. And make sure that you check out all the other fascinating and provocative shows that we have on the website. We've got Deep Insight into Conspiracies with Everly Isby, Entrepreneurship and Business with Heather Havenwood, and we also have Hilarity and Thought-Provoking Hijinks with Richie and our very own Sammy the Sausage Man. You can also check out my other show, Big Trouble in Little Vagina, where we strive to become better partners, better lovers, and better people in general. Also, we have Sky Pilot Radio, and if you're single like I am, you can register for RenegadeMatch.com. So don't forget, we have so much more and so much more great talk radio coming your way. So make sure you're checking back with us daily because I promise you this, you do not want to miss what's coming up next. Now, on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, we're looking at a truly terrifying story that I came across. And, of course, I wanted to share it with you, my dear listeners, because there's nothing better than scaring the crap out of you. (laughs) On Saturday, the United States ceded oversight of one of the Internet's most basic and fundamental functions, the so-called Root Zone, which governs new domain names and addresses. That's right, they handed it over to a small nonprofit group by allowing a 47-year contract to expire. That's right, Renegade Nation, for decades, the U.S. Commerce Department held a contract with the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, or, as we like to know them, ICANN. Their executives and board of directors must now report to an internet stakeholder community loosely compromised of academics, activists, engineers, government officials, and corporate interests. 
In theory, this advisory panel could revoke ICANN's authority entirely should it not live up to their expectations. But all actions are supposed to be done by consensus. With the lapse of the contract, the U.S. fulfilled its objective to privatize the Internet, something proponents claim would help bolster its integrity around the world. As the Internet rapidly expanded around the planet, many felt that U.S. oversight was anachronistic. The transition was envisioned 18 years ago, and he, this was by Stephen Crocker. He's the board chairman of ICANN and an engineer who also helped develop early Internet protocols. Um, but he said that it was tireless work of the global internet community which drafted the final proposal that made it a reality. The community validated the multi-stakeholder model of internet governance. It has shown that a governance model defined by the inclusion of all voices, including business, academics, technical experts, civil society, governments, and so many others, is the best way to assure that the internet of tomorrow remains as free, open, and accessible as the internet of today. Yeah, tell that to our friends in China. Or in South Korea. But the move didn't come without vehement opposition, including from some U.S. lawmakers who felt giving up that oversight would commit would permit less scrupulous regimes to seize total or even partial control of the vital Internet function. And that could give us disastrous results. Attorneys generals from Texas, Arizona, Oklahoma, and Nevada staged a last-minute effort to intervene by requesting a temporary restraining order, which was heard in federal court in Texas on Friday. Despite their understandable fears, the contract lapse would put the U.S. and the Internet in uncharted territory and could threaten the integrity of .gov addresses and so many more. But the judge denied their requests. Opposition to handing oversight to ICANN has largely, but not not entirely, come from the GOP. It was led by Senator Ted Cruz, my favorite penguin. I that man is just so I I don't even want to talk about it. Anyways, he asserted this week that after a failed attempt to halt the move by adding legislation to a funding measure. And I quote, President Obama intends to give increased control of the Internet to authoritarian regimes like China, Russia, and Iran. Like Jimmy Carter gave away the Panama Canal, Obama is giving away the Internet. Well, first of all, Ted Cruz, we don't own the fucking Internet. And you know what? I happen to be a big proponent of the ICANN engineering because they are very inclusive and they want to make sure that the Internet is free and remains free. And by the way, U.S. isn't the only people that use the Internet and we shouldn't govern everything. Anyways, technical experts say it isn't as simple as giving away the Internet since the U.S. didn't own it in the first place. But placing control of the root zone, officially the Internet Assigned Numbers Authority, which is IANA, in the hands of ICANN, does present pertinent questions. Now, the Chicago Tribune reported on this, and what they had to say was really interesting, and I want to share it with you. While the Internet itself was designed to function without a central authority, ICANN has played a small but crucial role since its founding in 1998 at the urging of the Clinton administration, replacing a program run under the authority of the Defense Department. 
ICANN oversees the process of assigning domain names and the underlying Internet Protocol, or IP addresses, allowing users and anyone on the Internet to navigate to sites such as WashingtonPost.com. Private companies call registrars and approved by ICANN, such as GoDaddy or Name.com, sell the domain names to companies or even individuals. Now, I'll admit that ICANN's decisions haven't been without their own controversies. However, had the U.S. had the option of offering the contract to another entity? No. Somebody had to be responsible for it. It's common space. There's no checks and balances anymore before there was at least the threat of accountability. And The Economist noted, whoever controls the Internet's address book also holds the power to censor any domain name I'm sorry, any domain name can be revoked and the website no longer found, which technically isn't true coming from a tech person, because if you have the IP of the address, you can still get there. It's just if the domain name server can't find it. Critics have also noted the eagerness of proponents of the transition, such as notorious globalist George Soros, as an indicator seating control could be considered more carefully or at least delayed significantly to give the American public some say in the matter. Still, I, I have to agree with the experts. Fears like this are just overblown. There is absolutely no way that this is going to imperil our freedoms. There's absolutely no way this is going to allow Russia or Iran or anybody else to take control of the Internet. It really doesn't have anything to do with that. And honestly, I really think that their fears are just crazy. But whether the transition will ultimately prove beneficial or detrimental likely isn't going to be realized for some time. So we may revisit this story at some later date. But there's another story that the mainstream media isn't bothering with. And this one comes to us out of Mulberry, Florida, where last week, News, ro news broke that a massive sinkhole below a phosphate strip mine about 30 miles east of Tampa had been releasing radioactive waste into the Floridian aquifer for at least three weeks. That's right. It took them three fucking weeks to realize that their water was being po poisoned. Mosaic, the owner of the mine, and state officials had known about the problem for at least three weeks, but failed to notify the, pro the public. Thanks a lot, Florida! News reports indicate that the sinkhole developed below a phosphogypsum stack, which is a pile of radioactive waste, hundreds of feet tall, produced by phosphate mining. The massive sinkhole has allowed millions of gallons of radioactive water to pour into one of the world's most productive aquifers, potentially posing a serious threat to the drinking water of millions of Floridians. On August 27th, crews in the containment pond at the New Wells Mosaic plant in Mulberry found the sinkhole. A field technician found the water level had dropped at one of the ponds and upon investigation found a 45-foot hole with seemingly no bottom. That's right, 45 feet with no bottom at all. Think about that. Since then, about 215 million gallon, gallons of contaminated water used to process fertilizer has drained into this hole. Officials say thus far that a recovery well was built to pull the contaminated water out of the aquifer. 
The Mosaic Company is no stranger to controversy, as famed environmental activist Erin Brockovich pointed out in a post on her Facebook page. Radioactive phosphogypsum is produced during phosphate mining when sulfuric acid is applied to phosphoric ore, releasing naturally occurring uranium and radium. Enough is enough, guys! Florida needs to take a stand against this destructive radioactive phosphate mining that is putting our health and environment at risk. Mosaic wants to mine an additional 50,000 acres of Florida's beautiful biodiverse lands, but this incident makes it clear that it can't even handle the radioactive waste that it currently generates. We have to come together, Renegade Nation, and demand that our counties, our states, and our federal government reject further expansion of this dangerous industry. Oh, and in case you forgot, there's a fucking hurricane heading straight for it. All right, my dear listeners, we're just getting started. And before we get too far, we do need to take a moment to visit our sponsors and maybe check out a little little bit of music. You're listening to The World in My Eyes. I'm still Naughty Nicole, and this is still Renegade Talk Radio. So meet me back here after the break, my heathens. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. Hello, Renegade Nation. It's Naughty Nicole here from Big Trouble in Little Vagina. And I have something very special to talk to you about. Are you lonely? Do you want somebody that you can hang out with? Maybe some friends with benefits? Maybe a little lover that you could take in the evening? Or maybe you're more interested in a serious girlfriend or boyfriend? Maybe even marriage? Nah, no, nobody's interested in that. Maybe you're just looking for somebody that you can hang out with and have a good time with and somebody who thinks the way you do or talks the way that you do and you're tired of all those dating sites out there. Well, let me tell you, it is my great pleasure to introduce to you RenegadeMatch.com. That's right, Renegade Nation, we've got a whole new dating website made just for the renegade in you to help you find that other half of the perfect life. Check out RenegadeMatch.com now. (music) 
and welcome back, Renegade Nation. If you're just tuning in, this is the world in my eyes, and I am still very, very naughty Nicole. And today we're talking about stories that the mainstream media doesn't seem to care too much about, but they'll scare the fuck out of you anyway. And you'll be interested in our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. They have a vast selection of adult toys, movies, and oh so much more. So if you're looking for something special, make sure you head on over to Adam and Eve Toys today because they will treat you right. So more terrifying stories for you, my friends. Today, this one is out of California. Yeah, because you know, now that we've terrified the East Coast, let's terrify the West Coast. This one's out of California, where there was some cause for concern over the weekend when the United States Geological Survey announced that there was a 1 in 100 chance of a large earthquake on the San Andreas Fault. But thankfully, the danger seems to be averting. So what happened, guys? The USGS had tracked a so-called earthquake swarm in the Salton Sea near Bombay Beach in California beginning on Monday, September the 26th. These swarms, or small tremors in a fault line, can be an indicator that a large earthquake is about to occur, prompting the warning. Without swarms, the risk of an earthquake in a given week is about 1 in 6,000. The USGS says 96 earthquakes 96 earthquakes above magnitude 2 were reported by September 30 at a depth of 4 to 9 kilometers, which is about 2.5 to 5.6 miles, with the largest being a magnitude of 4.3. This initially led the USGS to say that there was a high as there was as high as a 1 in 100 chance of a magnitude 7 or greater earthquake occurring by October the 4th. As of Friday, though, September the 30th, the likelihood was decreasing. According to what they said, preliminary calculations indicated that there was like a 0.006% to 0.2% chance, which is less than 1 in 10,000 or less than 1 in 500 of a magnitude 7 or greater earthquake being triggered in the southern San Andreas Fault within the next seven days through October 7th. At least that's what they did when they updated the warning. So, sorry, L.A., you're safe for another week. These revised probabilities are lower than those made earlier that week due to the decreasing swarm activity. Now, swarms, if you're interested, are caused when two plates slip alongside each other. And in this particular case, California happens to be slipping sideways with respect to the main North American continent, which can create a small line of mini earthquakes along the fault. Yeah, I know. I'm just professor today, aren't I? Anyways, the professor of planetary geosciences at the Open University said that earthquakes normally occur without warning, with no swarm activity, but they can be an indicator of a larger upcoming quake. In fact, what he said was the big earthquake in Italy back in 2009 was heralded by a series of small earthquakes. So that is a case of activity before a major earthquake. It's a very different tectonic situation in California, but it's an example of why people are likely to be concerned when there is a swarm of earthquakes. California in particular? Well, it's well monitored by seismologists, who do a pretty damn good job. If they say there's a 1 in 500 chance in the next 7 days, well... I tend to think it, that they're probably right, and there's probably no need for anybody to panic. But, you know, 
You don't always get a swarm, and earthquakes do tend to strike out of the blue. Of course, people in California are pretty well prepared for a quake. At least when I lived there, they were. But while this danger of an earthquake seems to be passing, it is a reminder to all my friends in California that at some point in the future, there probably is going to be a really big one. And we're not talking about the porn stars. (laughs) And if that doesn't completely scare the fuck out of you, well, let's try this one. This one's for everybody. There's no turning back now, my friends. The earth has permanently passed the CO2 threshold. Under the imperfect but groundbreaking Paris Agreement, which is ratified by the world's two largest carbon emitters, it's hoped that the world would not warm by more than 2 degrees Celsius or 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit by 2100. Sadly, we've registered so many high temperature records this year alone that it's looking pretty doubtful that this will ever be achieved. And it appears that the most ominous record has just been broken. According to data provided by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide hasn't dropped below 400 parts per million all September. During this time of year, climatological processes normally render the atmospheric concentration quite low, so the fact that this is happening is quite astonishing. It seems then that 2016 will be the year that the world permanently passes the 400 parts per million threshold. And we've lost a lot of really great celebrities. Anyways, although the value is mostly symbolic, it does represent just how significantly we've altered the climate. It's possible that October 2016 will yield a lower monthly value than September and maybe dip below, but... Truthfully, it's almost impossible. By November, we will be marching up the rising half of the the cycle, pushing towards new highs, and maybe even making the 410 parts per million barrier, which we've never done before. By the way, in case you're interested, pre-industrial levels were around 280 parts per million, which means that since the late 18th century, there's been an unprecedented 43% increase in atmospheric carbon dioxide. This has led to a warming rate that's 10 times faster than what would be naturally expected during an interglacial period. Spare a thought for the oceans, my friends, though. The largest carbon sink on the planet. There may be a lot more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, but the oceans have already absorbed so much that if they were to expunge it all back out overnight, the world would warm 360 times faster than the natural rate. Take that, anyone who thinks global warming is just a hoax. The concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide will only climb at a faster rate from this point onwards. The Paris Agreement will take some time to kick in, and emissions are still going to climb for several decades by most experts' calculations. Several have concluded that by 2030, there will be so much atmospheric carbon dioxide pumped into the sky that we will have locked the planet into warming by 2 degrees centigrade before the centuries end. And I know you think 2 degrees is not that much, but I live in the South and it's fucking hot. 
In fact, we're only currently on track to double the pre-industrial concentration of five to 560 parts per million by 2100. One study suggests this could induce a further warming up of 9 degrees centigrade or 16 degrees Fahrenheit. This will result in more powerful natural disasters, increased conflict, less food, sunken cities, and the collapse of the world economy. Just to give you a little preview for the upcoming pandemonium, and you thought the zombie apocalypse was something to worry about. But I hate to tell you, it's an unavoidable problem, of course. The U.S. alone could be powered by a wind farm the size of Rhode Island, Indonesia, could be fueled by volcanic heat, and a mix of renewables and nuclear power could supply almost every nation with its energy needs. Efforts have picked up pace, but it's difficult to change centuries-old energy generation infrastructure overnight. For so many reasons, 2016 is turning out to be an incredibly worrying year. Now it's looking certain that it will also be the hottest year on record, one that's being smothered in carbon, carbon dioxide emissions. And with that, my pets, we've come to the end of our episode, and I do thank you for joining me today. Maybe you learned a little something. Maybe you just like listening to me talk. And maybe you were just waiting for the voices in my head to take over. I don't know. But if you enjoyed any of it, don't hesitate to let me know because I would love to hear from you. You can find me on my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. And if you're enjoying listening to me, then make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media, which is available on Amazon.com and all other major booksellers. That's our time for today, and I want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And don't forget to tune in next time. Until then, remember in the immortal words of R.E.M., it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. I hope you do too. See you next time, my precious little heathens. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.